Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news uh, and analysis. And today, uh, a little bit of looking back and a little bit of looking uh, ahead. Hard to believe, but uh, the season is over. It went by in the blink of an eye, yet it felt so long. I don't know how to sort of describe those two different, um, you know, uh, realities, but that's what it felt like. Uh, before we get to our uh, our great co-host, uh, Sam Gordon, also from uh, Vegas Nation, just want to let everybody know that Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid uh, Death. Uh, Sam, um, you were there on Monday, or yeah, Monday uh, at the, uh, at the basically the uh, end of the season uh goodbyes and farewells feels always feels like a the last day of school type of a feeling uh, at those things uh but we were there on monday after the loss uh on saturday uh to end the season of the kansas city chiefs i think the raiders lost what three straight games uh to end the season so uh they started the season sam with three straight losses they end the season uh with three straight losses that's how you get to 11 and 6 or excuse me 6 and 11 um, in fast order, uh, not the season, obviously, Sam, that the Raiders wanted to have this year. No, Vinny, not by um, not by any stretch. Uh, and, and that was definitely I felt like the tenor and tone when, when we heard from from Josh McDaniels uh, yesterday at the Henderson headquarters. And of course, a handful of players, too, that we were able to um, interact with in the locker room. Right. I, I think uh, that this team um Still, and like like you said, we'll, we'll look forward here in a second. Obviously, um, still some holes and some some pretty gaping ones that need to be filled, uh, and that's what the offseason is for. But with that being said, uh, I think still enough talent here uh, in Las Vegas that that six and eleven was was very underwhelming for pretty much everybody uh, involved with that. So uh, it was, uh, you know, I think a kind of a bittersweet day for players. You get through a season; that's a huge accomplishment. It is hard to it's hard to get through an NFL season. These are seventeen games now, uh, and especially one uh, with with that many, I, I guess, kind of emotional uh, ups and downs. Definitely a, a, a little bit of a roller coaster with the way the Raiders lost some of those games, and then kind of the rally mid season where you saw what this thing could look like, and then that not able to sustain. So. Uh, it was, uh, you know, six and 11 is six and 11. Um, it is what it is. It puts the Raiders in position where now, uh, I think it's clear, uh, again, it's, it's even more clear what they need to add, I guess, what kind of tweaks they need to make mo- moving forward. And they're going to have a lot of resources, uh, to do so. But overall, Vinny, um, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, obviously Saturday, two teams in, in completely different classes, uh, with the Chiefs and the Raiders, uh, Chiefs fans filling Allegiant Stadium, I think not the ideal end to a season that anybody wanted, but but leaves a lot to, I guess, kind of sift through uh, as the team looks to, to turn the page from 2022 and looks ahead towards 2023, a, a crucial year for, for a number of parties involved here in Vegas. Yeah, for sure. Um, and a lot to do, as you just mentioned, starting with and probably um, not necessarily ending with, but definitely starting with, uh, who the heck uh, the 2022-2023 quarterback uh, is going to be, uh, which is the fascinating subplot and um, a position the Raiders really haven't been in, uh, in in just about a decade now. Derek Carr, you can count um, on it like uh, like the clock on the wall. Um, 
yep. it was going to be Derek Carr, uh, starting uh, quarterback for the Raiders, in spite of all the trade rumors and moving on from rumors over the last uh, 10 years or so. Well, Sam, dare I say, uh, that, that truly might be coming to fruition this time. I don't think Derek Carr is going to be, be the quarterback, excuse me, of the Raiders in 2023. Yeah, certainly, Vinny. I mean, it feels like all signs are, are pointing to that. Um, again, excellent reporting about what with you, as always, um, naming some candidates for the for the job next year, including Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously both guys with ties to Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and, and proven winners uh, with, with obviously very proven track records uh, in this league. But as it pertains to Derek Carr, um, yeah, not the season I think he wanted to have. I think he he's accomplished a lot in this league. We understand that. And, and he also, um, not only did the team collectively leave a lot of meat on the bone, he did him himself as well. Did not play uh, up to the standard that he had previously set uh, for himself. Um, number of reasons, you know, perhaps. But but his play, uh, you know, he, he had a great opportunity this year and and he didn't play well. The, that It is what it is. That's the reality of the situation. So, now, again, it makes all the sense uh, in the world why there's going to be a change coming. You're not going to uh, do something and, and not have success and then just keep running it back, right? Like, that wouldn't make any sense. I think um, for as much as, as Derek Carr has done for this franchise, and, and he endured a lot of chaos, I think I don't think there's any question about that. Um, it, it just feels like, it, and obviously the Raiders made the decision, Vinny, and benching him for Jared Stidham. It's just time for both sides to move on. I think there are greener pastures uh, for both sides now. The Raiders... Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler get a chance to go out and, and kind of build this team in their image and select their quarterback. Uh, and, and then Derek Carr, who's still at only 31 years of age with a proven track record in this league, has been to the postseason before. And, and you saw what he can do in, in some chaotic situations. Uh, he has an opportunity now and we'll see what that looks like. Right. And I know you're going to be all over it, whether it's going to be uh, a trade, whether he's cut. He's going to have an opportunity to, to kind of have a second act of his career. Uh, and maybe show the Raiders that there's 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 more to to what he showed than in, in the 2022 season. So that to me, and and you had a great piece today uh, in the paper as well. Enough, probably the priority number one uh, as the Raiders go enter the off season, and then everything else. I presume there will be a domino effect and kind of shake out from there. Uh, but a a nine year tenure that is you know would seem to be coming to an end. Yep, uh, for sure. And, you know, uh, one reason why uh, it, it has to fall first, uh, besides just the uh, the urgency and the importance of that position, uh, is the February 15th deadline uh, that the Raiders uh, face. It's a, it's a roster uh, deadline. Um, and, you know, I, I wrote about it. It's going to be uh, publishing in, in tomorrow's uh, uh, Vegas Nation uh, and Review Journal, probably published later tonight uh, online. But kind of outlines, you know, uh, what the options are moving forward, really for both Derek Carr uh, and the Raiders. And just in, in try to make this as simple as possible. Um, but the Raiders, you know, uh, uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders came to an agreement on a, co- a three-year contract extension last April. Um, but the, the extension itself, Sam, really doesn't go into effect until 2023. Remember, he played 2022 under the last year of the five-year, $125 million contract he signed in 2017. Uh, really, the only change was a pay bump uh, for the 2022 salary that took his salary from 20 million dollars to 25 million dollars so last year this past season was the last year of the uh, previous contract he signed the extension doesn't go into effect until this year 20 the 2023 season and with that uh 
um, comes a deadline of February 15th, where if he's on the Raiders roster, uh, the Raiders automatically get locked into a $40.4 million guarantee. That's $33 million uh, that represents his 2023 salary and $7.5 million of his 2024 salary. That's a big amount of money. And that was the whole reason why they benched him the last two games of the season. They couldn't afford to get uh, to get him hurt. Uh, we all understand that. But the, the extension doesn't go into effect until next year. And now the question is, um, what do the Raiders do? Do they cut him before that February 15th deadline or on uh, the deadline? Or uh, do they think that they can work out a trade um, and then hold their breath until March 15th when it can actually be announced that whoever they uh, you know trade him to doesn't back out at the last minute and leaving them on the hook for the $40.4 million? Um, can they work with Derek Carr, who has a no-trade clause, uh, in order to get him someplace where he prefers? Could they also maybe work with him to extend the deadline a little bit, to give them a little bit more um, – you know, peace of mind that even if somebody were to uh, pull out of the deal uh, at some point, uh, they could they could cut him before the deadline, um, you know, uh, comes into play. So there's a lot that is going to happen, but it has to happen pretty quick uh, because we're really looking at February 15th and just what just over a month. Um, so uh, a lot of urgency to making this decision. Um, I'm going to put you in Derek Carr's shoes. What, yeah. what, what would you do here? Like, would you? You know, the question becomes, is he going to work? Is he going to be willing to work with the with the Raiders? And um, let's just presume that you're emotional right now. You're a little bit angry about how things ended. Uh, and you're like, I don't want to work with the Raiders. Um, you know, cut me. Let me go to free agency. Um, is that something that you would consider, Mr. Carr? Oh, yeah, I would. I, I definitely would, Vinny. And I think. um I think, I mean, look, from, from, from Derek Carr's perspective, it's, this is an emotional thing. This is a nine-year relationship that's coming to an end, not necessarily on his terms. Like, they're, they're, it's, there's going to be emotion. Like, breakups are hard. They're not supposed to be easy for anybody. This wasn't, I, I think, in a perfect world, right? Like, the Raiders would, would have won this year. Nobody wanted to go 6-11. and 11. The Raiders would have won this year, and everything would have been great, and, and the partnership would have worked. It didn't work. It is what it is. There's going to be some emotion uh, attached to that, and that's understandable. I think that that's you know the other side of this is that there, the Derek Carr is right to feel whatever whatever he feels. Those are his feelings. So with that being said, I think um, being that there's a no trade clause, and, and being that I think look, there might be some like right. What what does the trade market look like for a quarterback like Derek Carr? Right. So like, to your point, if any of you are trading for Derek Carr, you are also trading for his contract, for his salary. Uh, if he goes, if, if teams prefer to just say, Hey, we know the Raiders are backed into a corner here. They they kind of have to cut them. Um, maybe that's, you know, a route that gives those teams more flexibility in terms of the contract they offer him. And it also gives Derek Carr, maybe an opportunity to go to situations he wouldn't be able to go to if the, if, if it required a trade. So I, I think there has to be a lot of thought um, on both sides about this because, the, the Raiders in some ways can can it feels like they can also help Carr preserve his interest and vice versa. With that being said, I don't expect Carr to necessarily consider what's in the Raiders best interest. So it's just like like you said, Vinny, it's 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 definitely the most, uh, I think, interesting part of, of this whole offseason as it begins, because for obvious reasons, I mean, the Raiders can free up an additional what almost 30 million dollars in salary and, and really have a clearer picture of 
A, what quarterback they're going to pursue or how they want to, I guess, how they want to solve that problem. And then B, how they could support said quarterback or whatever decision they end up making around that with the subsequent salary cap space created by any possible transaction involving Derek Carr. So uh, to, to answer your original question, um, it, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's an interesting situation. I, I think it, it benefits both parties to get this resolved as quickly as possible. Cause then wherever Derek Carr goes, uh, that team can, can figure out how it wants to build its roster. And that would obviously be advantageous for him as he tries to go into a situation, win some games. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting situation. And one, I think that's again, sensitive for, for obvious reasons. Um, but, but imperative for both sides to resolve and now we're joined by Chuck Esposito, director of race and sports for Station Casinos. Chuck, of course, joins us every week here on First and Ten, talking about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, and all things sports. Chuck, a little bit of hiatus uh, as we took last week off, but great to talk to you again. Welcome back to the program. Regular season over, Chuck. Before we get to the playoffs, any big takeaways from the regular season? Yeah, I guess it was just one big surprise, Sam. Um, you know, you really saw – uh, underdogs against the number do really well this year. I think some of the success of teams that were surprising, uh, the Jags, the Seahawks, um, the Lions, who uh, took down the Packers, um, you know, week 18. And then the teams that you thought might be really, really good that weren't. And one in particular was the Raiders. That everybody really thought was going to be a much better team this year. And the Broncos, both teams in the AFC West. Uh, that weren't nearly as good as what people thought. So definitely was some surprises this year on both sides, um, but looking forward to the wild card round and, and seeing how it all unfolds. Absolutely, Chuck. One of the best weekends in the NFL, wild card weekend, th- two games Saturday, three games Sunday, and then, of course, Monday Night Football uh, capping with Cowboys Bucks. Let's get right into it. Uh, in terms of Saturday's games, Chuck, the Niners hosting the Seahawks, Niners giving nine and a half, total 42 and a half. Uh, to me, obviously, the number reflects that. The Niners, the far better team. They are as hot as any team in the league. Seattle, uh, a playoff team by record, uh, certainly deserve to be there, but not not in the same class uh, as the Seahawks. That's what this number suggests, Chuck, and that's what this game feels like. Yeah, that's very true, Sam. I think most people thought the Niners not only could be in this position, but maybe could, you know, they won their division, but could have been the number one seed. Uh, I think the big question mark with the Niners is just a young quarterback in, in Purdy. I mean, they've got the defense. They've got the skill position players. Uh, they got the running game. They ask a quarterback more just to manage the game. And I think Purdy's done a, a great job, but the postseason is definitely a different animal. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's one game now. You have a bad game and you could go home. But the Niners are a very good team. Uh, they're someone that the betters have backed almost the entire year, especially, you know, prior to Garoppolo's injury, injury and then picked it up again after with the success that, that Purdy has, have, has had. And, and really, when you look at Seattle, they've got to be one of the biggest surprise in the league nobody expected after the Russell Wilson trade that they would be a team that would advance to the postseason and Geno Smith actually had a season that he threw more touchdown passes than Russell Wilson ever did so when you think about that hey hats off to the job that Pete Carroll did in that Seahawks team because they still have some dangerous wideouts a young running back in Kenny Walker and we'll see if they can do anything against the Niners here it's always tough to beat a team and there's so much familiarity with all these teams in the playoffs but there's a number of these games which will be the third time that these two teams have met certainly one of the number of things that makes this weekend so fascinating Chuck moving along you talk quarterback uh, this to me great matchup of young quarterbacks the Chargers and the Jaguars uh, Chargers a road favorite giving one to the Jags total 47 
and a half. Trevor Lawrence, Chuck, Justin Herbert, two guys that we are definitely going to be hearing about for a long time in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. No question, Sam. This is a rematch of a game that was played during the season. The Jags really dominated that game. I think you look at the Chargers, um, although they made the postseason, don't think they had a great season. They were kind of that Vogue team that everybody bet going into the season uh, to win the Super Bowl, to win the West, uh, to win the conference. Uh, They had a very favorable schedule that really helped them. It's not going to surprise me by the time this game kicks on Saturday night that the Jags are actually the favorite in this game. We'll see how it unfolds. Early ticket counts do favor the the Chargers. But again, I I think this game could actually go off with the Jags a small favorite. Heck of a finish for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. He was the best quarterback in the NFL by pass rating last month of the season. Uh, Moving along to Sunday, Chuck Buffalo, nine and giving nine and a half to the Dolphins. Uh, to, to our producer, Larry Mears, Dolphins, total 46. Uh, look, the Bills, after an emotional week, they come out and handle business against the New England Patriots. The Dolphins barely hanging on. Uh, just doesn't feel like with their quarterback situation that they're going to have much to offer. Of course, any given Sunday, you never know, Chuck. But again, the number uh, reflects what, what we see in the gap in, in quarterback on Sunday and gap in these two teams. I I agree, Sam. I mean, when Tua played so well in that game toward the end of the season, uh, the Dolphins had an opportunity to beat uh, the Bills. I I don't believe it's going to be Tua. Um, I I think it's just the the only reason I could see that it's coming down is that there is familiarity between these two teams. They played, you know, they split this year. They both, you know, the games were were relatively close, both games. And just the emotion with the Bills. I mean, they were sky high, running the opening kickoff back. Uh, in that game, week 18, um, you, just you ask them to get up again for the postseason. They know that, you know, they're going to be a team that if they win this game, they have to play the Bengals before they even could think about that neutral site game potentially against Kansas City. But a little surprise to me that both the Niners Seahawks game and the Dolphin Bill game has come down a little bit. I think it could go the exact opposite way as we get closer and closer to kickoff, both on Saturday and Sunday. Moving along, Chuck, and this is, to, to, to me, what from what I've seen so far, kind of the Vogue, the, one of the sexier matchups. The Vikings and the Giants, again, rematch of a game late in the season that came down to the wire. The Vikings giving the obligatory three as the home team, total 48 and a half. Uh, two teams, Chuck, that that uh, you saw first-year coaches really uh, emerge and lead these teams beyond what they achieved last season. Now they battle again in the playoffs. I think this it could be a close game once again. It definitely could be, Sam. Vikings really did not play well down the stretch. They had that big come from behind victory against the Colts. These two teams played a great game that was decided by that that long field goal at the end of the game. Giants were a little bit banged up in that game. And I think the number is showing everybody that although the Vikings were the number two seed for the bulk of the season, the second half, ultimately finished number three in the NFC, that there's not a whole lot of respect from the betters um, because this number has just stayed at that field goal number. So I think the public will probably back the Giants in this one. And again, both those coaches did a great job in year one. Certainly seems to be the way that that is heading, Chuck. Uh, again, the penultimate over oh. the weekend, the Raiders and Bengals. Bengals right now giving seven total 42. Uh, a lot of uncertainty still with Lamar Jackson, Chuck. Uh, that feels to me like one of the predominant storylines going into the weekend. How does his presence or his lack thereof affect this number? It affected dramatically, Sam. Um, number one, the Ravens haven't been good with or without him offensively this year. And you look at the offensive, you know, wide receiver production, I think over the last, you know, month of the season or month and a half, one touchdown by a wide receiver. It might even have been a, <coughs> excuse me, a longer stretch than that. So offensively, they've been really challenged. 
And even if Lamar comes back, he hasn't played for six weeks. How effective is he going to be against arguably the hottest team in football, the Cincinnati Bengals? Last but not least, Chuck, certainly not least, Monday Night Football, <laughs> Cowboys and Bucks. This has to be a first, Chuck, and if not a first, uh, uh, certainly a, a only a small number of times. Tom Brady, a home dog. The Bucks getting two and a half against a Cowboy team that they beat in week one, beat rather decisively in Dallas. Dallas not finishing the season on a strong note. T- Tampa Bay, eight and nine, under 500, making the playoffs. A fascinating, fascinating matchup where anything can happen to conclude wild card weekend. What do you make of it? This is definitely the marquee game, Sam, and I love having marquee games on Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. Um, It's the GOAT, you're right, at home getting points, which I can't remember when that's ever happened. I'm going to throw an interesting tidbit out to you. Dak Prescott led the NFL with 15 interceptions this year. He's thrown interceptions in seven straight games. No quarterback has led the NFL interceptions and won the Super Bowl since Matt Stafford did it with the Rams in February. So let's see if Dak can get on a roll and get hot at the right time. But this is a great matchup and a Cowboy win. It could end up being a a Eagles Cowboys, you know, three times that they're going to play this year. They've never played yet this year with Hurts against Prescott. Um, So we'll see if that happens. But uh, early money has clearly been on the Bucks, and we've seen this number drop uh, over the last 24 hours. Chuck, a fascinating weekend of games. We appreciate your analysis and expertise. Of course, Kansas City in the AFC and Philadelphia in the NFC await next weekend with the divisional round. Uh, for, for the divisional round, that is undoubtedly the best weekend in the NFL. I look forward to breaking it down with you next week once we have some clarity on what should be a phenomenal weekend of games, wildcard weekend. Thank you for your expertise and talk to you next week. All right, Sam. Sounds great. Thanks. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SCN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Debt. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three other flavors. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, basically, it'll brutally murder your thirst. And their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and can actually be profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw the Las Vegas Review Journal was carrying liquid death in the vending machine. So I sat drinking one at work while eating my tacos just to fake my coworkers out and make them think I was having an icy cold tall boy with lunch. Go get liquid death at your local Smith's, Walmart, Sprouts, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. Uh, all right, I'm going to play a little bit. Of, I'll be Dave Ziegler, the general manager. Uh, yeah. And, and we're going to take Derek out of the equation. Sure. And we're going to substitute uh, his agent. Um, and we're going to talk business here. Okay. Yeah. And so this is what, um, if I'm Dave Ziegler, I might talk, have a conversation um, with the agent um, about. All right. So I get it that that Derek is upset. I'd be upset too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we're all human beings. Uh, it didn't end well. It didn't look well. Um benching you know the, the the face of the franchise i completely understand now yeah. here's here's the thing 
how comfortable are you as the agent that if we released your client, you're going to be able to either match or surpass the three-year $120 million contract extension that's getting ready to go into effect, uh, including the $40.4 million, $40 million uh, that automatically becomes guaranteed um, at the execution of the trade and you being on that team's um, roster. Now, if you feel like you'll be able to get that in free agency, then obviously um, I can understand why you wouldn't want to work uh, with the Raiders uh, on a trade. But if you have any reservations or hesitation uh, that, that, that you can't, that you won't match it, why not we all work together, get your client to a place that um, that that is that is satisfactory to him, location, team, where they're where they are. But then also just move the contract that we agreed to yep. to that team. And you don't take one penny less uh, as a result. Guarantees the contract. And it's who knows what the open market for Derek Carr looks like if he gets the free agency. Right, Vinny, because. As we know, there are going to be other quarterbacks available potentially in free agency. We never know what the trade situation looks like. There was a lot of moving parts in the quarterback position last offseason that maybe we didn't necessarily uh, expect. And then you have to also factor in the influx of, of young quarterbacks that quarterback needy teams uh, may choose to, to, you know, that route that they may choose to go to um, as well. So there are – you can make a case for, for both sides, for both parties. Uh, but at the end of the day – there is definitely a case to be made to, to Derek Carr in his camp that, look, this is a lot of money, right? Like $40 million guaranteed is $40 million, uh guaranteed. And if a team is willing to make a trade, a, 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 that that is showing a commitment, a, at least a short-term commitment to Derek Carr. And, has to, and that would have to be just from a, I guess, like you said, a human standpoint, fundamentally uh, validating after the, what happened with the Raiders. Hey, we are we have gone out to get you. You are our guy for this season. We are going to support you. That sends a message. So with that being said, um, it, it, that would make sense, uh, you know, obviously as well. And of course, from the Raiders perspective, now, whatever that draft capital looks like, I don't know. But was it a second round pick? Is it a third round pick? Is it a couple later? Who knows? We'll see. Right. What the, we'll see what that looks like. But either way, that is more fodder for a team that needs to build out some depth what better way to build out depth than with additional draft picks um and that you know needs to add high-end talent as well and and the more draft picks you have any right like the more chances you have of maybe popping uh, a sleeper in the third fourth fifth sixth round so uh it, it's it's the first again it's for obvious reasons it's the first domino uh, to fall, and then depending on how that goes, you can you can you can see how the offseason will will begin to take shape um, for the Raiders, and then subsequently for Derek Carr as well. And here's one last thing to ponder: uh, if you're Derek Carr and his agent, uh, the a, a trade would be uh, negotiated. I mean, it could literally be negotiated right now. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. you could be you could be getting on that ball right now. Okay, um, and and right now. Derek Carr is the only guy available. All right. Yep. He's there's no other quarter. There's no Tom Brady that he's dealing yep. with on the open market. There's no Jimmy G. There's no whoever. Like he's the one guy right now. He's got the entire market to himself. Um, and 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 so uh, you, you, you can almost use that to your advantage in terms of look. Why don't you secure, and we're talking now to another team, why don't you secure your quarterback right now rather than take a chance down the road 
um, you know, when, when there's when there's competition involved and, you know, just a finite amount, a number of quarterbacks to be able to pursue. So it could it, behoo- it might it might. I don't know that it will. It might behoove a team to jump on it right now where and 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 for and for uh, you know Derek Carr and his agent to be able to send that message out there like look everybody right now has a chance at one guy he's the one guy that's kind of available right now why not go get your quarterback right now and 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 don't worry about having to try to do it in a crowded market uh, with a bunch of teams that you're competing with you know come march so you know it, there there's ways of looking at it where it would be advantageous uh, for the raiders here's the last thing i'll say though you know, I, Dave Ziegler, you know, when he negotiated this contract, I think he understood completely what a best case scenario might look like, which would probably have been Derek Carr taking control of the position and running wild with it and leaving no doubt that he was the guy moving forward. Everybody's winning games. Uh, you're getting into the playoffs. Why would you want to break it up at that point? That would have been the best case scenario. But I also think he understood completely by putting this out clause uh, into the deal what the worst case scenario might look like. Derek Carr uh, didn't run with the job. The Raiders didn't make the playoffs. You're not sure at all. In fact, you're kind of leaning toward, nah, this isn't working for us. He's not going to be the guy of the future. Um, it's time to, to, to move on from him. And of that worst case scenario, which I just described, uh, the last bit of it is you might have to walk away without getting anything in compensation and really the only compensation would be the 30 million dollars or so that you would get in salary cap space of 2023 i think they took all of those things into consideration best case worst case so if you're asking hey are the will are the raiders really willing to just walk away from Derek carr uh for for no compensation in terms of a draft pick i would say yes because i don't think that they would have done what they did without contemplating what it might look like come February 15th. No doubt, Vinny. And that was kind of, I think, when that when that deal was consummated, when that contract was consummated and you saw the language and it was essentially really only guaranteeing the 2023 season, um, the Raiders set themselves up. They, they, they did give themselves, like you said, an out. They put themselves in a position where let's see how things go, which is exactly what they did this year. It didn't work out. And now you give yourself a chance to reassess and, and select a quarterback and, and basically get a do-over after – you know, what didn't go right in 2022. So uh, that, that's the reality of it, right? It's a, it's a tough business. Um, we, we've seen veteran quarterbacks uh, in similar positions before. Derek Carr isn't the first quarterback to be in this spot. And and, and for what it's worth, you know, my opinion um, has obvious. I mean, he's a proven veteran quarterback that has won at this league, that has been in all kinds of situations, that has um, uh, quite, a, you know, he has a, he's an upgrade for a number of teams right now, uh, a number of teams uh, with, I think, playoff caliber rosters that really struggled uh, at the quarterback position. The New York Jets are, are one that come to mind. I don't know if there's interest there, but that's a situation where he would make sense. The Washington Commanders being another one. So there are teams right now where, where he walks in and is an obvious upgrade and kind of helps stabilize uh, situations that, 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 that have been inconsistent and unstable at other franchises that, that have good rosters but need more support at the quarterback position. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, that, that whole thing shape, shapes out. It's, you know, with the, po- with the postseason getting started, obviously there's a lot of focus on the games this weekend, and then teams are, you know, like the Raiders have already, you know, are in the process of, 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 of evaluating things like this. So uh, it's it, – I, I, we'll see when the resolution um, comes, but but to your point, and, and, and I agree, like it makes sense for, for both parties to try and resolve this as quickly as possible so that way both sides have more time to prepare for 2023.
All right, very quickly, uh, one more question about the quarterback. Um, March 16th, let's just say March 16th. Is Tom Brady the quarterback of the Raiders? Oh, geez. Um, that's a great question, Vinny. I, 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 for what it's worth, I think – I don't know if I feel comfortable just definitively saying yes or no. I do think it will be – I do think there's it will be a consideration, right? I, I think when you take a look at what, at this stage of Tom Brady's career um, – what does he need to be successful, right? Uh, Big-time playmakers has that. Devontae Adams, first-team All-Pro caliber season. He's Brady has always done well with slot receivers. Hunter Renfro, while down year this year with injuries, proven 1,000-yard guy um, in the slot. Uh, there's a big tight end. that Brady has always thrived with big tight ends. Darren Waller. Um, and then who knows, right? Him and Gronk have historically been a package deal at times. Gronk came out of retirement to join him in Tampa Bay. Might there see, be, be some potential there? Sure. Like that would make sense. And then all of you, you have the, I guess, skill position players uh, from a resource standpoint, you're going to have more than $60 million in cap space, right? Brady isn't a max. He doesn't take require max money. You could sign him into cap space and there would be money to go add maybe a veteran offensive lineman or two. And then draft capital as well to devote to your defense or, or, or money and free agency to devote to your defense. There is a pathway to building a uh, to, to building a team around Tom Brady that makes sense. So from that standpoint, Brady undoubtedly knows these things um, and is and is looking. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a consideration. But there are other potential situations that I think that would arise for him that would also make some sense. Maybe Miami, we'll see what happens with San Francisco, although they seem to be in a good position with, with, with multiple young quarterbacks on their roster, who knows? Uh, But from the Raiders perspective, if I'm the Raiders, there's no question that he's the guy that you'd want to bring in here. Uh, When you take a look at obviously his, his, his resume needs no explaining, but even this season, uh, at the age of 45, Vinny, with an offensive line that, you know, solid unit, but struggled compared to what it was in years past. Injuries to guys on the periphery around him. Uh, not quite, you know, not an offensive head coach like he has worked with in the past. He still wins the division. He still starts every single game, shows durability, and sets an NFL record for completions while almost throwing for 5,000 yards. So it's clear uh, if I'm the Raiders, he's the best option uh, available right now. Not that there aren't other solid options or guys that could come in and I think um, that, that have proven track records of success. But even at the age of 45, Vinny, with what Brady brings, even from, from a tangible perspective and then obviously an intangible perspective, um, he makes all the sense in the world from the Raiders' perspective as why they would want to go get him. So uh, it will be interesting. And and, and what, what you know, I, I mean, what a way to galvanize the the, the franchise, right, and then, then bring Tom Brady into town. I think uh, when you bring a guy with his track record, his success, and then obviously his star appeal uh, and, and what the expectations would be with him in town, I think what he would do for your franchise, uh, it, it could completely change the tenor uh, of the organization. I think the attendance at Allegiant Stadium may reflect that, and it would make Vegas, you know, the Raiders were already interesting before that. If that would come to fruition, obviously right atop the league in terms of national interest, in terms of one of the most interesting teams in the league. So it makes all the sense in the world for the Raiders, um, and, and it does for Brady too. I just wonder, will he have some other options uh, where, where he's also going to have rosters that are ready-made for him to go and, and go compete at a high level? You're a smart man, Sam Gordon. Um, <laughs> very smart man. Yeah, and let's not discount 
the relationship that he has with Josh McDaniel. It's an offense that he knows like the back of his hands. So yep. uh, that's got to play into it a little bit for him uh, as well. And I suspect we may even know Monday night, you know, right. Uh, his Buccaneers play the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I wouldn't put anything past uh, Brady and the Buccaneers to win that game. But um, I have a feeling that one way or another, Tom Brady's going to have a lot of time to think about this uh, before February 15th uh, without the pressure of getting ready for a game week or anything like that. And I think he's going to be able to take a few weeks to be able to step back uh, and think about things. And I think the Raiders will know pretty quickly um, whether or not Tom Brady is a uh, is a viable uh, option uh, or not. To explain just a little bit before we get out, uh, Tom Brady would be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. There's no franchise tag uh, in play. So if he don't if he wants to leave Tampa Bay, um, he can do so um, pretty easily. Uh, you know, once the uh, once the, the new league year starts and the free agency period begins, uh, there's nothing that the, the Buccaneers can do uh, to keep him in Tampa Bay. So, and I'm pretty sure again, um, you know, just doing due diligence and all that type of stuff uh, that the Raiders will have a pretty good sense come well before March <laughs> where mm -hmm. Tom Brady fits into, uh, into all of this. So it's going to be fascinating. Um, we did, we're just touching, you know, tipping the iceberg here, uh, Sam, uh, we've got a lot of time now uh, to start really thinking about things like Josh Jacobs, what happens there, the defense, the offensive line. But uh, I think today definitely deserved uh, a, a deep dive into the quarterback situation, what some of the options are in terms of Carr and the Raiders, uh, and then also taking a little bit of a peek at who might be available and Obviously, as, as Sam mentioned, Tom Brady uh, is front and center. Uh, don't make, make any mistake about that. Uh, but we're going to get into everything else uh, moving forward. And I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to that. Sam, uh, thank you. Uh, always do a great job. Truly appreciate it. Uh, everybody, you can follow his work over at Vegas Nation, uh, along with all our other great uh, colleagues. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, Larry Muir, uh, the California kid uh, who is back in not-so-sunny Las Vegas after leaving not-so-sunny California. Uh, thank you for everything you do, brother. Uh, we always appreciate it. And to our listeners and subscribers and everybody, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you're why we do this. Uh, we'll check back with you uh, next week and uh, try to get into a little bit more about Josh Jacobs, the offensive line and the defense. Thanks, Sam. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit.